Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have... Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Last season, the party conversed with the ooze creature, which, if you listen to our mailbag Q&A episode, you are aware, is now known officially as the Allglorp. <laughs> they learned a lot from the Allglorp about what's really been going on since they arrived in this world all those years ago. Armed with a more complete vision of events, our adventurers have formulated a multi-step plan going forward. It's very fancy, and I can't wait to see how it falls apart. What? This plan begins <laughs> with a search on the southern island for Mirko. How will the party assist the Allglorp in finding Flick's missing brother? If they do find him, what are they going to do with him? And if they don't, what will a free Mirko do to interfere with the rest of the plan? Let's find out. Hey, y'all. Hello. Free Mirko. It's like Free, free Willy, Mirko. but Mirko. It's, it's, the, it's like the fourth in that movie. Yeah, the, um, yes. There's no joke I can make here that isn't just really sad. Yeah. So I'm not, I know. I'm not going to. <laughs> I have oh, well. to tell you guys, when we were doing those intros, I almost said Bria at the moment of Bizdira. But I was going to say the right name. I was just going to say it first. So really, um, do you just not know, know how out of control? Is. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is there an end to this statement or are we just trailing off? I'm trailing. I don't. Uh, the end to the statement is please send help. SOS. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect statement end. Um, yes. Yes. Okay, well, other than not knowing our names or in what order we say them, how are we doing? It has been a whole seven days since I last saw you all. Uh, but but for the for the listeners, it's been like a month. That's not really true. We had the q and a, a few weeks ago. Happy it's season eight, been, everyone. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while since this I feel like we've actually is great. I love played ourselves. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's true. That's true, too, Bizdira. Yeah. yeah. These two are talking about the set, which is a set, It's a very moment, elaborate. Mm. It's a very elaborate <laughs> set. You guys are going to love You're gonna the love Northern it. Island. I'm looking at it right now. Um, <laughs> it's going to be great. I... Uh, Mm-mm. <laughs> See, doesn't want to play. Doesn't want nope. to play. <laughs> nope. Just not. Just not gonna. Just not gonna do it. I don't like that. Um. I mean, we can hop into the plan if we want. It's been what four well, minutes. Yeah, enough solid minute of that was me glaring at you all before we actually <laughs> started. <laughs> the episode, so that's fair. That was delightful. Well, I, yeah, do we have I don't anything? Have anything today? We need to wrap up with this all glorp or. <laughs> God, I hope not. He's in the rear view. I gotta oh, tell you, ba- I don't bye. know who he is anymore. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. He will likely play an important part in the story again, eventually, at some point. Um, I, I suppose if you do have more stuff for the Oglorp, but this will be the third episode in a row we force these poor listeners to listen to questions no, to the No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I think the only thing that I would ask is maybe do you have a quicker transportation method up to the surface rather than the hours of tunnels that we, yeah, we ran through. Yeah, we did through. do a lot of tunnels. Ah, yes. Uh, right. That's right. You talked about that. And the Allglorp responded um, off off air, but I, I promise I said this at some point, probably to myself alone in my living room, uh, that... <laughs> <laughs> that uh it will it will search for something that that fits your needs yeah lovely lovely like a car fantastic or like an well, elevator uh, an elevator <laughs> like to get up to the is. surface the Allwarp is like oh yes of course i don't know why you came through those tunnels anyways and stomps one of the feet that it has and all of a sudden like this elevator shows up and feet 
All Glorp has feet. It has lots of feet. All of the different creatures it's got. It's true. Every single person on the Southern Island stomps their right foot at exactly the same time. (laughs) Earthquake. But also, it does make perfect perfect sense that there would be an elevator here. This is the, like, technology island. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I think I might have... Give it to us. Not listened to the question that Flick asked. Could you ask it again? <laughs> Do you have a, a quicker mode of uh, transportation up to the surface from where we are mm. now in your headquarters? Uh, th- I, I mean, I added that part. I heard the first half of that question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you were not, however, asking for a method of transportation to the Northern, to the Northern Island, Island no. but nearly to the surface. Yes. Well, we did, we asked for that. Uh, we we asked know for that's that. coming at the end of the <laughs> sure. episode. Fine. Oh, my God. Let's, let's, let's start playing D&D so that I can I say. Totally let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. There's definitely an elevator. Oh, sorry. There wasn't a roll of dice. Did we need a roll of dice? <laughs> <laughs> As we all grab our dice. <laughs> so there's an elevator that can take you to the surface. <laughs> Excellent. And it lands right outside of the museum. It's like, no. it was right where we were the whole time. And it literally no, it's said actually, elevator weirdly... down to all of the answers of the last refuge. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a weird been... like wonkavator and it goes up and down and sideways. And weirdly, it lets you all out in the middle of uh, Hush's hideout where you started. Uh, so, <laughs> no, uh, what it actually does, though, is it, it takes you straight up and you sort of find yourself s- somewhere in the, the city that, that you have not yet explored, uh, but you were told that the elevator would be relatively actually close to uh, the Arcanium, yes. Kit? I like how we're just, like, fast-forwarding. We're like, we've talked about this off the air. We know what the plan is. Let's <laughs> fucking go. <laughs> well, so, so let me just, uh, I'll start with a little bit of narration to say that as part of the conversation, conversation with the Oglorp. You all basically have come to the realization and then the decision that uh, the first thing you need to do is find Mirko to prevent Mirko from giving Semyaza back on the Northern Island the heads up that shit is going down here. The next step, as far as I understand it from you all, would be to then, under the cover of surprise, since Mirko will hopefully have been stopped from contacting her, go to the Northern Island to attempt to stop once and for all Semyaza and the other tieflings from bringing Abydus to this world. Once that's done, the Alglorp has informed you that the return of the beast is ultimately inevitable, uh, but that if you all were to prepare and gather allies and really make a concerted effort, perhaps this will be the last time the beast is ever awakened. So, the first thing on that list, then, is to find Mirko. Now, the Alglorp has literally everyone on the island (laughs) looking, but the trick is... With that many uh, uh, clone creatures activated, even the Alglorp, powerful-brained though it is, isn't able to actively monitor every single person all the time. So having the four of you, or five if you include Hush, assisting and sort of being able to make your own (laughs) decisions and, like, have all of your own cognitive faculties uh, will certainly assist in matters. Yes, and I actually kind of forgot about Hush, so I'm glad that they're coming with us. They are, yes. Or the double, at least. Okay, so with that refresher in mind, I think once we get to the top of the surface, Kit's going to turn to her siblings and say, all right, let's find this guy. And then she's going to sit down, cross-legged, 
take out uh, the vial of hair that she stole from Mirko. Uh-huh. And she is going to cast Scrying. Okay. So. It's like you want to give us some theme music for what's happening right now. Sure. <laughs> Would love nothing sure, more. Sure, yeah. Go ahead. Ask Flick to give us music. It's not like I spend time editing the episodes, adding music in the background. Yeah, let's ask Flick. I regret my life. Although, did you like the slides? I've been working on my ombudsman. The slides were great. Flick has been working on his ombudsman. He's really been, he's been working on it. So, Kit, what does it look like when you cast scrying? First of all, what is your, so there, we've done, you know, we've dealt with spells that have material components before, and it is what it is. Uh, You could use just about anything that feels like a good divination scrying focus. What do you think, what do you think Kit's using as her focus? Um, hmm. Well, I think she, so she usually uses her quarterstaff as a focus, but I think in this Mm -hmm. instance, she needs something additional so that she can see the picture in front of her. So I think... I'm imagining that we got sent up somewhere where there are lots of, like, buildings and, like, you know, big, like, shiny windows and stuff. And, like, for her, she's never seen that before. That looks, like, cool. So she's going to go sit in front of one of those, like, giant (laughs) buildings with the shiny sides. Um, Yes! (laughs) And uh, she sits cross-legged in front of it, one hand on her quarterstaff and one hand placed on the building with the hair in front of her. This building is definitely a coffee shop, and there are definitely customers inside just staring at you. You know, I was, uh, except that there aren't because everyone's searching for Mirko. But like, yeah, I was gonna say, say and and I look at them and say, "Go look for him." <laughs> Yeah, I was definitely imagining, like, when you, in college, this used to be a thing, you'd walk past, like, the big mirrors, look inside to, like, fix your hair, and everyone would just stare at you from the middle of their lecture. So, I, yes, yeah. coffee shop, people staring, yes. 100%. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I, I will say, uh, those individuals in there clearly just haven't, you know, taken up the call. But from the moment you all arrived on the surface, there is that eerie sort of synchronization that you all have experienced a couple of times when you arrived, but this is on a much bigger scale. You can tell that everyone has sort of dropped, except for these coffee drinkers, have dropped anything and everything that they are doing and are sort of spread out across the city. They're out in force. Uh, You can sort of, you know, if you were to find an open area, you could see that there are organized grids that these people are searching on. They're searching buildings floor by floor. It's all, it is, I mean, it's the population of an entire city perfectly organized. I picture hearing all of their feet like marching at the same time. Like everyone is walking at exactly the same beat because it's creepy and cool. Yeah. All right, Kit. So you've got one hand on your staff, one hand on the coffee shop window in front of you, and you uh, you channel this divination magic through the hair uh, that you have. Uh, so you have met Mirko, but I wouldn't say that you know him well at this point. Mm-hmm. So that will have no, if your your familiarity with Mirko will just uh, have a flat no effect on Mirko's save modifier, because uh, Mirko will be making a wisdom save to avoid being detected by you. However, the lock of hair 
fear that you have gives Mirko a minus 10 to his wisdom saving throw, which is considerable. So, Mirko, somewhere out on the island, feels a little prickle of magic and begins to focus his will to try and stop whatever is happening to him. And Mirko got a negative eight. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> he is directly in front of us. <laughs> right, yeah. You were actually taken to Mirko, uh, and that's where we're going to leave it for this one. <laughs> um, wow, a negative eight. Amazing. Okay. This die can go in jail for seven weeks. Uh, <laughs> It's probably the only role I'm going to do today, and that's what you give me? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Thank um, you. <laughs> so, uh, the coffee drinkers inside of the um, fantasy spucks uh, sort of shimmer and begin to fade from view as uh, another image appears on the Window. I keep calling it a mirror almost, but it is not. It's literally just a window. Um, you can see and hear through the sensor as if you were there. The sensor moves with the target, remaining within 10 feet of it for the duration. Great. So you see a very frantic and panicked Mirko uh, shoving clothes into a sort of makeshift rucksack that looks like he sort of, you know, pulled one of the shirts out of a closet and sort of tore it and created just like a little sack. But he's throwing bits of food, bits of clothes. Uh, There's a pile of what initially just looks like random junk. Uh, But as you watch for a few minutes, you can see that they're makeshift spell components uh, that he has tried to gather together and he's just shoving it all in this bag. Can I have, let's see, can I have you make a wisdom perception check kit with advantage uh, to just notice more details, first of all? Yeah, that is a 17, which is lower okay. than my passive, but that's okay. <laughs> that's, uh, okay, sure. Uh, so one of the things that you all have, that we've discussed that I do think Kit would be looking for because it's going to be, it's sort of the one important thing that lets you know how much time you have is a bit of copper wire that Mirko would need to cast sending to get in touch with Semyaza. So as he digs through that pile of stuff, which now, as you're seeing a little more clearly, you can see appears to be on, I'm trying to remember who was where. Yeah, it looks like it's on a little table. And Kit, as you, uh, with that 17, you also look around and you see that Mirko has made his way to that apartment, or at least one that looks a whole lot like it. It may not be his, uh, because they were all basically identical, uh, but it's definitely that style of room. And as he goes through, through the spell components, you see no sign of a copper wire, at least not yet. Is there anything else you would be looking for in particular, Kit, in this scrying view? Because you've got 10 minutes if you hold on to it. Um, not that I can think of uh, specifically. Yes, Taryn. <laughs> I was going to say, is there like a window or can we see this or just her? That's what I was wondering too. I think that the scrying spell is kind of intended for just the caster to be able to see but I also don't really care and I think it's cool if you can all see this mirror here on the on the coffee shop window I'll just say that everything is a little less clear to the three of you that aren't casting the spell there's a little bit of like blurriness there's a little bit of shadowiness and darkness to the image so it's hard to make out the fine detail quite as easily as Kit who's holding on to the weave Mm -hmm. I was gonna ask if uh, through is there like a 
window or something behind him where we could maybe see like a building that would give us a good idea of like exactly which building he is in. Mm-hmm. Um, so there isn't in view at the moment, but as as the rest of you sort of begin to be able to put the shapes together and understand what you're seeing in this scrying window, um, it uh, Mirko finishes packing his rucksack, ties it up, and begins to leave. So is gonna start running. <laughs> She's going to yeah. be like, Go ahead. peace out. Um, Go ahead, and Kate. as that happens, I think I would just turn to Hush and say, alert the others. He's leaving the apartment building that his false self was in. Yep. Is he invisible? Uh, no, not at the moment. Uh, and um, don't start looking at that sheet. I see what you're doing. Mm, no, and I don't think he's going to be able to makeshift that material component because it's real specific. Uh, the material component for invisibility, in case you're curious, is an eyelash encased in gum Arabic. So that may, that that needs a little work to create. Not just something he's going to pull out of his pocket. So very strange. <laughs> I'm sure there's a like a a pun or a cute little thing in that. Kind of like the the material component for detect thoughts is a copper piece because it's a penny for your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I don't know what this. I don't get this one for invisibility. I'll have to think on it. But anyway, no, he's not invisible. He begins to walk down the stairs. You alert. Hush, uh, it's, again, that horrifying sort of, like, hush nods, and then everyone in view, like, freezes and, like, tilts their head up just a little bit, as if sort of listening to a broadcast that the four of you cannot hear. And not everyone uh, heads towards the the building, but you can definitely see people breaking off from all these different groups to head toward uh, the apartment building that Clone Mirko was uh, apparently put up in. It, you definitely have more time on this scrying spell. Kit, if you want to hang out there, Bizdira said she wanted to take off running. Oh, she's uh, already running. Great. Kit, are you staying to hang out with the mirror? The yeah. Window? I, Damn it. I think that I'll probably stay with the window just in, just to keep an eye on him in case something strange happens. So if, um, yeah, if Flick and Bria also want to go, that's fine as long as there's Flick's someone, got his some glorpy person near me that I can Hush, talk to. Hush will stay oh, with you point. at this point uh, to... to communicate if need be um flick and bria what do you two want to do yeah if she gives us permission to go i'll start running i'm gonna hop on my broom and just skedaddle yeah absolutely all right so the three of you start heading for the apartment that you know kit it is just you and hush then as your three friends begin to head in that direction it is just you two there to watch the scrying window uh and you watch as mirko makes it down before encountering anybody he makes it down to the lobby and just outside the building where he begins to encounter some of the other glorpy citizenry of, uh, of the Southern Island. And he does make it through. You watch as he fires off some easy cantrips and stuff, uh, making use not of trying to destroy, uh, but you can see like he's icing the roads and area with some rays of frost to try and trip up his pursuers and things like that. And he does break free from uh, the first sort of small vanguard wave, if you will, that tries to stop him out of the apartment building. Kit, will you make me a, let's call it wisdom survival, to just try and get a sense of which direction he's heading, where he might be heading, even if you roll particularly well. Uh Uh-oh. So in Slack, when you said I got inspiration for stealing his hair... Uh, was that inspiration in the game? Because <laughs> I'm going to use yes. it. <laughs> yes, you should go ahead and use it. <laughs> 
All right, that was that was better. Uh, that's a seventeen. Okay. All right. So um, you watch as he runs, and uh, at this point, and I, I will assume that you know Hush can see, but you're also presumably updating Hush on details as you see them that Hush yes. might miss. Great. Uh, so you watch as the sort of vanguard wave gets busted through by Mirko and his magic. There are a few people here and there, but there isn't another organized wave for at least a couple of minutes. So that allows him to get a little bit further, and he starts to head for a region of the city that you are not familiar with, Kit, but you can sort of explain Hush to Hush sort of what direction he's going, what landmarks he's passing, and Hush nods uh, and says says to you, oh, well, that sounds like he's heading for the industrial section of the city. What did you say he was looking for? A copper wire? Mm, he'll be heading for the bay tree factories then. All right. Uh, is there anyone near my siblings that can alert them to the change in course? Mm, one moment. So we zap over to Bria and Flick and Bizdira. Uh, Bizdira running, Flick flying, Bria, you know, getting there. On the back of my broom, maybe. Excuse me. (laughs) Can she be on the back of the broom? Oh, actually, yeah. Do you want to ride with Flick? Yeah, would that be be fun? Yeah. Yes, it what? Would be. I think it would just because his the broom's fly speed I think is fifty, so less work. For what yeah, it's worth, I guess it would be fun. Would that be fun for you? Okay, let's do it. So I'm. Just, I love it. I'm. I'm saying we the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. And you, Bizdira, what were you going to say? Bizdira is using however many key points she needs to to like really bolt it to go the okay. fastest she can go. So in that case, uh, I'm going to presume that Bizdira is a little ways ahead of the other two. So I need you to make me a wisdom perception check with disadvantage, Bizdira, please. Uh-oh. I mean, I crit failed, so that's a oh. um, perception. That's a three. Okay, excellent. Uh, Flick and Bria, you two can either both make perception checks normally, or if you want one of you to do it with advantage, uh, totally up to you. I think he's driving, so he should do it with advantage. Okay, I can do that. All right. It's just like me. Avoid rolling so it can't be blamed on me. No, what do you think that makes logical sense? <laughs> that's a 23 with advantage. Okay, great. So, Bizdira is way out, you know, several blocks ahead of, of Bria and Flick when uh, Hush once again turns his his gaze slightly skyward, and Bria and Flick, you two both see two uh, people, two citizens. It's it's an elf and a and a and a turtle uh, that sort of stop. They're they're hustling. You're passing them by, right? But they're hustling to get to wherever they've been assigned to. They suddenly stop turn and begin angling their direction of travel towards the two of you. Oh, Bizdira, great. run, girl. Just run free and enjoy the wind in your hair. <laughs> oh, she is. She's, Can yell she's free. <laughs> she's free. <laughs> Can you yell towards her? Um, I mean, sh- sure. She's a good ways away. What, what would cause you to yell towards her? Because it seems like they are changing course, and I assume that Hush is able, like, we're using these people as walkie-talkies, essentially, so I'm assuming that they're going Let's to tell us Let's not dig too deep on that. Change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure, I buy that. Uh, so, you're just gonna yell, Bria? Is that the plan? Like use thaumaturgy. Thank you. Oh, 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 yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> I would like I'm to yelling. Call. I'm yelling. Yeah, Bria is just yelling. Yeah, she like, like, she's like stop? hitting He's me on the right back as ear. well. She's like, ah! She's like creating such a ruckus. I'm like, calm down. And I wave my hand. They're and coming like, towards us. They're switching yeah. direction. They're switching. Best girl! And I'm like, Bria, calm 
down. It's fine. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Flick, make an insight check. It's not going to actually negatively affect anything. I just want to make a joke if you roll poorly. Really, no, it's really good. Do you want to know what it is? It's like 31, probably. It's, it's a 30. <laughs> <laughs> I just really wanted you to, like, in that moment with Bria screaming at you, be like, oh no, and, like, take yeah. off directly up trying to get away from them or something. Yeah. <laughs> get a better view of the city that way. Right. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll uh, wave my hand and uh, create a loud boom. Bizdira, come on. Let's uh, let's pay attention. I mean, go ahead and make me a regular perception check, Bizdira. Uh, and it's a thaumaturgy boom, so it's just DC ten. You are still running. It's a it's nineteen. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, so you, you hear a boom. She'll uh, do the cartoon screech to a halt. Um, but as she's going, she's kind of, kind of like flip over and like paw at the ground and start running off the other way. Ooh. Towards um towards towards what? Towards back towards Flick and Bria. Okay, great. All right. So, so Flick and Bria, these two, this turtle and this elf are sort of uh, uh have turned their their vectors in towards you. So they're coming at you sort of from behind. Bizdira has just stopped short, turned around, and now you see her barreling towards you <laughs> head on. As uh, we're like dashing on my broom, it's like everybody feet per Can six I please th- have correct? Can I have everyone please make dexterity saving throws? Oh god. Oh. I'll make them for the for the turtle and the and the elf too. Turtle, okay, elf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's start with Bizira, who's coming head on. The twenty-five. Amazing, Bria at the back of the broom. Also the twenty-five. Flick at the front of the broom. It's a fourteen. <laughs> okay, uh, the the turtle got a nineteen. The elf, however, uh, you all like. <laughs> So the four of you, not including the elf, have all now realized what is happening, that you're coming together. Appropriate sort of, you know, speed adjustments are being made. The elf, however, uh, clearly the Allglorp's attention has wandered. And this elf, the four of you collect together to begin a conversation, and the elf just keeps running. Just, like, runs through the center of you and keeps going. (laughs) Bye! What's going uh, on? The t- Where are we going? The turtle informs you of what Hush has passed along, which is that Kit believes that Mirko is headed for the Bay Tree Factory, uh, and they give you all directions. It is, in fact, not quite in the opposite direction uh, of the apartment, but you definitely have to change course at this point, but you can head that way. The good news is the Bay Tree Factory is a little closer to you all than the apartment was, so you should be able to make up some time that way. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, we continue to stand with Black Lives Matter and our black siblings fighting for justice and our Asian siblings, and we commit to doing our part to ending Asian hate and anti-Asian racism. Second of all, if you are enjoying this episode so far, this premiere episode of season eight so far, it would be enchanting if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcast from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read those five-star reviews on the air as soon as we're able, and the more of them we get, the more visible the show becomes, and the more people we get to listen, you know, to a point, but speaking of getting more people to listen, you know what's even more effective? Telling your friends, tell a friend, tell five friends, tell all your friends to start listening to the show, and that, combined with your awesome reviews, will make a big difference for us. We appreciate you. Of course, we want to remind you about our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks, like early access to 
certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much more. And if that isn't enough, by supporting our Patreon, you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon at Forward program. You can find out more information about that program on our Patreon page, but since this is not the first Wednesday of the month, but the first Wednesday we're releasing an episode in this month, we want to let you all know the recipients of this month's Pay It Forward program. Unsurprisingly, those recipients are Nat Rose, Taking Initiative, D20 Dames, I Need Diverse Games, Scott Buckley, The Broadswords, Tanya DePass, Meeple Like Us, MCDM Productions, and Rivals of Waterdeep. Why let the recognition stop there, though? Let's go ahead and thank some of our awesome patrons for their support. Thank you so much to our Heralds of Denier, Shimmy Gangot, Tanya, and Sir Mox the Magnificent, to our honorary party member, Matthew Allen, and to our Shimmerscale tribe leaders, Eugenio, Eliyahu of Merck Grove, Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge, Misty, and Aaron Stevens. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and so much more, hop on over to patreon.com slash dndlastrefuge and become a patron today. Enjoy D&D video games, but don't have dozens of hours to dump into another giant RPG? Well, have we got the game for you. Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms is a set-it-and-forget-it idle game featuring tons of your favorite characters from Forgotten Realms lore and from contemporary popular D&D stream shows. You can get more information on the game at CodenameEntertainment.com or on Twitter at at IdleChampions. And when you start playing, use the Electrum Chest Codes found every week in our episode notes to get gems, gear, and other power-ups all for free. Enhance your characters and defend Faerun with TLR and Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. We want to thank BattleBards, Scott Buckley, and Kevin McLeod for the music you hear on our show. You can find their collections at BattleBards.com, ScottBuckley.com.au, and in CompTech.FilmMusic.io, respectively. As always, you can, of course, also check the episode notes if you want specific track names, artist names, and links to those tracks. If you ever get adventures, character options, new monsters, or really anything at all from the DMs Guild or from any of the drive through family of websites, be sure to use our affiliate links that you can find on our website or in our episode notes when you shop at those sites so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their support of our podcast and for being generally amazing in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. Fancy a little more last refuge in your life? Dream of waking up to a cup of glorp and a relaxing puzzle sesh with Flick? Or maybe you just want to rep your favorite podcast during your morning run with a TLR t-shirt and water bottle? Well, your dreams can be a reality if you go to bit.ly slash TLR merch store, all lowercase, right now. Our merch store is fully stocked with all sorts of TLR goodness, and we're always on the lookout for ideas for new products. Visit the store, pick something out, and be sure to take lots of pictures and tag us on social media media. Finally, on a very brief personal note, this Friday in two days, May 14th, is my personal one-year anniversary as an affiliate streamer on Twitch. It has been a wild year, and with the theater industry completely shut down, a lot of us out there have had to course correct, at least temporarily. It has been an amazing year, and we're going to be celebrating all day over on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash dmjazzyhands. So drop in at any time, say hey, and we'll have some fun. Okay, I think that's all the announcements I've got for you at this point. Thanks so much for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and happy gaming, y'all. Good. 
Vizier starts running. All right. Bolting down again. Let's let's head back over to Kit. Uh, Kit, you are continuing to watch. We're probably, oh, I don't know, six or seven minutes in at this point by the time all this has happened. Uh, You see Mirko is continuing to avoid, to jump around and avoid individual island citizens who are trying to stop him. But you can also see uh, through your sensor that... There are definitely more people that, you know, citizens are now being redirected and and consolidated forces are, are being amassed. What are you doing next? I yell into the coffee shop, what are you waiting for? Um, no, I am. <laughs> <laughs> they don't respond. I mean, I understand. When they I haven't, haven't had, had my first morning cup of coffee. Call? It's exactly. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, you got a, a few minutes, a couple few minutes left of scrying. Do you just want to keep keep an eye and make sure that you are, you know, communicating anything? Or, or is there something specific you're looking for? Um, hmm. you said I'm six or seven minutes into the spell. I think so. Six or seven minutes into its duration, yeah. Okay. Um, I think, honestly, I think at this point, like, I'm going to have to trust Hush uh, that uh, Mirko's going to the... Uh, whatever that thing is called, the Bay Tree Factory. <laughs> the Bay Tree Factory, yeah. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn to them and I'm gonna say, "All right, let's go." And I'm gonna start running. And as I'm running, I would like to cast a Conjure Animals uh, and have some more friends to help me look for. <laughs> Hell <laughs> uh, yeah, Mirko. God, I hope it's seahorses. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Flying seahorses. Okay. Um, all right. Which category of beasts would you like to summon? Um. What a great question. Let's go. I'll go with the two beasts of uh, CR one. Of CR one. Okay. Uh, roll a d twenty for me, please. It's a twenty. What a. It's a twenty. What a waste <laughs> of a crit. <laughs> okay. No, it's okay though. Roll again, and I'll let you choose between two. How's that? Since jaguars. <laughs> And a 17. You have a choice between two two-headed crocodiles or a, or two tigers. I love both of those. I know, right? Uh, wow. I'm, I really want to go with the two-headed crocodiles, but uh, before I decide, which one is faster? Definitely the tiger. I mean, on land, definitely the tiger. Yeah, yeah we're going to go with the tigers. Yeah. All right. So two beautiful tigers appear running alongside of you. Pulling, pulling oh, back a little bit because they're actually faster than, love it. than both of you. So uh, I'm gonna tell the. I'm gonna. I. We said I can telepathically communicate with them. That's how I always absolutely. imagine this working. I'm going absolutely. to <laughs> think to the tigers. Run ahead of me, and I'm going to picture Mirko. I'm going to say, this is who you're looking for. Stop him at all costs. I love it. Uh, anything else, Kit? Um, not right now. I'm just I'm just going, trying to find Mirko and hope that my siblings get there soon, too. All right. So we pop to our eye in the sky, uh, a sky abolith who has been watching this whole thing unfold below him. Uh, and we just because I, I have to sort of put together what is happening right now. So we see the aerial view of the city on the southern island, and we see a tiefling running with a small sack, running for presumably his life towards the industrial section of the city. From all sides, we see citizens of the southern island converging on the industrial district. As if that wasn't creepy enough, we we also have... Two people on broom and one outpacing everyone she passes running there. Two tigers, uh, a a fourth non-Southern Island native, Hush, 
everyone just beginning to move towards the industrial district. You find that this is a sort of loud area of the city, lots of gleaming metal, the sound of, well, what we as humans know to be welding and to be sort of smithing and uh, and sort of also electrical and mechanical uh, things. You hear, you hear and see sparks flying and engines running. And the Bay Tree Factory is the most obvious uh, part of this section of the city. It is the tallest building. It is this enormous sort of edifice of towers that are topped with these gleaming, shiny, sort of uh, uh, almost like lightning rod looking prongs at the top of these towers that have what almost look like claws, open upturned claws at the top of them. Uh, and it is very clearly where Mirko and literally everyone else on the island is heading at the moment. Uh, Bria, Bizdira, and Flick let me have you all please make... Let's let's go ahead and say wisdom perception checks. If you are moving faster than your walking speed, or in the broom's case, the broom's is base speed. So if you're using the dash action, roll with disadvantage. We're dashing, right, Alex? You- let's start with Bizdira, because she's out front. Twelve. Okay. Hey, that's not a nat one. Yeah. Flick at the head of the broom. It's an eleven. And Bria at the rear of the broom. We are dashing, correct? On the broom? Um, yes, I yes. Failed. You crit failed. Okay, uh, 12 and 11, right? <laughs> gone blind, a, a fly got into my eye. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what happened. It's horrible. Um, but, Bazira and Flick, you all have not yet caught sight of Mirko, but there are enough other Southern Island people around right now that you can uh, sort of follow the, the horde, uh, because, uh, you know, chances are someone at some point further up in the horde does have eyes on him. Uh, so you you two are able to sort of gauge the direction of the crowd and, and head in that way to get a little closer to him. Anything I should know about the three of you while you're on this chase? I know that on this island, there are some powerful magic users, the people that like charge the bay trees and stuff like that. Do any of those people happen to be close to the bay tree factory? Uh, some of them probably are. Yeah, I mean, inside the bay tree factory. Uh, so they have presumably come out uh, and are probably heading in your direction from that way. Uh, you don't see any big sort of discharges of magical energy yet. Uh, so if those people are there, which is a reasonable assumption, they haven't they haven't found Marco yet. Okay. Um, all right. Can I have all three of you who are chasing Marco and are a little further ahead? Kit, well, actually, Kit, you can go ahead and do this as well, but we're going to get to you last. Will you all just roll flat d20s for me, please? So, Bizdira, you are out in front, and what did you get on your d20? 14. Okay. Uh, Flick, what did you get on yours? I got an 11. All right. So, Zira, I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw, please, as you are running. <laughs> I got a yeah on my die. So that's going to be a 28 with a right. beautiful love crit. It. Yes, love it. Okay, so you realize you, like, come careening around one corner, uh, and there, uh, this corner turns out to be, you know, you sort of turn, hoping to find a, a shortcut. The corner turns out to be a dead end, uh, but you just vault right over uh, the, the wall at the end of the alleyway and onto another street and can continue your chase. Oh, hell yeah, because uh, I can run up walls. Also that. Flick, you said you got an 11... No, sorry, Bizdira, you got a 14. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Uh, you do not take the shortcut that Bizdira took, uh, but you do continue on uh, to try and sort of uh, you know spread out, approach from multiple directions, uh, and you turn into a uh, a thoroughfare that is really choked full of like uh, industrial barrels and boxes and crates and things. Uh, and I need you to make me a dexterity saving throw to navigate through this on the broom uh, without losing speed. Oh Uh-oh. no. Oh no. That's a one on the die. Oh, I need you both to make strength saving throws for oh, a no. one. I'm sorry, Bria. <laughs> I'm sorry. You strength saving throw, you said? Uh-huh. You're both so good at those. We're both great at that. Bria, what'd you get? <laughs> I got a three. Okay. <laughs> Flick, what'd you get? I got an eight. <laughs> okay. It's a good thing that you have the entire island on your side, or I would definitely steal this broom from you right now. Um, <laughs> but there's no one that would steal the broom. So what happens is, uh, Flick, you, <laughs> you're like, I got this. You turn around to tell Bria that you got this, and you don't got this. No. <laughs> uh, you, in fact, you, in fact, catch your feet, uh, your dangling footsies on a sort of low box, get stuck there, the broom shoots out probably 50 feet ahead of you, and the two of you just go <laughs> ass over tea kettle off of this broom. Uh, as, oh. as, sort of flick flick just stops, because his feet get stuck on the box. Uh, the broom keeps going, which means that Bria slams into the back of Flick, and you both just, like, fall to the ground. The broom clatters about 50 <laughs> feet ahead of you all. Sowie. My bad. Am I, am I allowed to drive the broom? <laughs> <laughs> I've done a good job up until now. I didn't really expect these boxes and things to be here. <laughs> can we, I gotta go find the broom. Can we, I gotta get, yeah, get it we, back. <laughs> we gotta, we're still trying to move. We're like battered a little bit, but we gotta it. go find it. All right. You go, you two are going to collect the broom. I gotta get uh, the broom and, back. And continue your way. Kit, let's hop over to Kit and Hush. You rolled a flat D20. What did you get? Got a 19. Brilliant. I'm sure that these good rolls will definitely continue when I'm actually rolling for things that matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This too uh, matters. <laughs> so you two uh, are are racing along, uh, heading towards the Baytree factory as well, I am to assume? Yes, and the tigers right. as well. And the tigers, yes. Uh, the tigers are a little bit faster, so they're a little out front. And they, uh, they continue on, and they run through this section uh, sort of without issue. Uh, but you get to a space, and there's just this giant puddle in the middle of the street. Uh, and I need you to please make me a also a dexterity saving throw. Ooh! Ooh I crit! Wow! Hey! All right, so you... You and Hush also manage to just run straight through this puddle without slipping, without sliding. Uh, you do definitely, as you're walking in it, there is something of the feel and the sound. Uh, this is definitely Glorp. Uh, and and if you were to ask Hush, uh, they would inform you that uh, this is probably the remains of a clone that didn't get to their Glorp infusion fast enough. Cool, uh, cool. Yeah, so that, but it doesn't slow you down at all. Mm-hmm. All right, Bizdira, you are the first to arrive at the Bay Tree Factory. You mm-hmm. see this enormous sort of structure in front of you rising up. You see the front gates of the Bay Tree Factory. In front of the front doors uh, is a, a line several people deep of Southern Island citizens barring entry to the Bay Tree Factory. Out front is this sort of, they're, they're very into courtyards here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so out front is this sort of like, you know, in, industrial courtyard park type thing. You know, it's got like 
I don't know, some modern art and the water. I don't know what's there. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It's a big open space yeah. in front. Uh, and you come turning around the corner. You see the building. You see the people blocking the entrance. And you see Mirko. And Mirko stands there sort of in the middle of this opening, open area, looking around, realizing probably not for the first time, but really taking in the trouble that he is currently in. And you watch as he, and you're still a little ways out, but you watch as he uh, reaches into that pack and just pulls out a handful of what Kit saw as uh, spell components. He doesn't start casting, he just has them to hand. You're the first to arrive out of this group, Bizdira. What are you doing? Is he within, am I within 30 feet? Not yet. You're still, I mean, you're probably still 100 feet down from him. Okay, so I'm just gonna keep running. Okay. And when I get to within 30 feet of him, I'm gonna cast uh, Radiant Sunbolt. Okay. Have you been key pointing to Super Dash this whole time? Uh, I mean, obviously not this whole time, but... For the most part, so... Um, Alright, so you have 10 know. totals, yes. so why don't we say that you... I mean, I think you use probably like seven of them, Okay. Let's say. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Alright, so you're heading on in there, and we'll say you can you can get up to him and you can fire that, that first bolt if you want before any of your companions uh, catch up because you really have been have been yeah. hustling. Hustling. Uh, that'll be a 15 to hit. Uh, so you watch as your sunbolt strikes Mirko, and you can see, you notice as it strikes him, this sort of ripple of bluish, like cold blue light all around him. Uh, it's like that he has some sort of protections cast on him, but clearly they weren't strong enough to stop your bolt. Okay. Do I roll damage or no? Mm Mm-hmm. Ooh. That is gonna be nine points of radiant damage. And I want to get, I want to get up to him, like, up within five feet and just kind of stop and go, hi. (laughs) Okay. And you basically are there. And at that point, finally, Bria and Flick come around the corner and see much the same scene from the same distance, uh, but you're on the broom that you have recovered. Maybe a little a little banged up, a little bruised, uh, maybe a little damp. Maybe you all fell in a puddle of glorp too. I don't know. But there you are, and you see Bizdira. You saw, as you turn the corner, you saw the unmistakable flash of uh, a radiant sunbolt, and then you see Bizdira rapidly approaching, closing the distance to Mirko. What are you two doing? What's your first instincts as you arrive? Hop off the broom, stow. Uh, also, Bria, um... You might yeah, tell unless, me that you're gonna hop off. So yeah, let's hop off now. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and I'm gonna uh, pull out longbow, but not fire quite yet. I just want to okay. assess the situation. I'm gonna I'm gonna prep an attack. Does he look relatively wounded still? Is he? Does he look better? Like no, he looks pretty much the same as the way that you left him. Just like some of his wounds have been dressed, but they don't look like they've been healed. But yeah, I mean, it's only been a few hours, I think, right? Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with my initial instinct, and I'm gonna go ahead and cast magic missile at him. Okay, sure. Uh, so three darts, magical darts, lance out in Mirko's direction. It's only eight. Uh, Yeah, you watch as your three darts zing towards Mirko. Uh, Mirko sees them coming, puts up a hand, and all three darts pop and fizzle. uh, I'm going to punch him in the face. Go for it. Damn it. What'd Uh, you get? I got a nine. Yeah, he ducks, casts shield, and the three missiles go pop, 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 and vanish before touching him. I'm going to point towards Bizdira and message, um, you uh, cast message, and say, 
can you tackle him? We just want to make sure he doesn't go anywhere. Uh, if Bizdira can respond, even though she already used her reaction, she's just you gonna can't. she's just gonna say, "Yeah, already think of that." <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> cool. I got a plan. <laughs> you all watch as uh, as all of this is happening. It is now basically the four of you. So. Bizdira, Bria, Flick, and Marco sort of in this courtyard. Uh, and and by this point, the rest of the citizenry has pretty well surrounded the whole of the courtyard uh, in this enormous circle. And you're watching as very slowly, as if to sort of allow you all time, but very slowly, the circle is tightening inward. The people are slowly taking steps towards the center to sort of, you know, tighten the noose, as it were. And so it is that sort of circle, the outside of that circle kit, that you and Hush see as you finally arrive and come around the corner uh, to the courtyard of the Bay Tree Factory, and you can see this circle. It's actually hard to see past the circle into it to see your friends, uh, but it feels pretty obvious where they might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to keep running, and then I would like to tell the tigers that if they can get through to pounce on Mirko. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll give we'll give the benefit of the doubt and we will say that like Hush has also figured out the plan and has communicated like we're coming, let us through, uh, let let the terrifying tigers through. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so in that case Bria, Bizdira, Flick and Mirko, you see two beautiful big, scary, sharp teeth tigers come busting through the encircling ring. Uh, a little ways ahead of Kit and Hush, you do not see Kit and Hush quite yet. Uh, just a real quick check-in. How do the three of you respond to that? Well, I think we had discussed in the past that, like, they all have, like, Kit's eyes or something, right? Like, it's it's pretty clear yeah. that these are connected. Well, that's her wild shapes. Yeah, mm. I'm not sure mm. if we've talked about it with the conjured animals, but I like that idea. <laughs> Could I roll maybe an insight check of some sort or some sort of, like, yeah, we haven't well, seen any tigers on this before. island yet? Like, we haven't right. seen any animals whatsoever in this city, yeah. so it feels, I right. mean... My argument. That's a good enough point. Yes. Yeah. Is. No. That's a, that's all of those points together are enough for me to say, yeah, no check required. You understand that this is kids Great. doing and well, or shall I say, you sincerely hope that this yes. is kids doing. <laughs> I think Bazir is very single-minded right now and Mirko sure. is the only thing she gives a shit about. Like if sure, the tigers absolutely. come and attack her, she'll deal with that then, but for now, it's, <laughs> it's all about yeah. Mirko. Yeah. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. All right. So uh, as the tigers bust in and they start, uh, they start heading in towards Mirko. Mirko throws up his hands and looks at you, Flick, and just says, "Fair enough. What do you want?" And that's where we're going to leave it for this week's episode. This year wants to punch him in the face again. I know you do. I know you do. But for now, I should say thanks so much for listening to the season eight premiere of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out, uh, well, I guess what they do want and then how they deal with Mirko. You can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at, at DND Last Refuge. That's at D, the letter N, D Last Refuge. And if you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at DND Last Refuge at gmail.com. If you would like to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art. Pretty soon, fingers crossed, find out what cons we'll be attending. Maybe I'm being hopeful here. And get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D. You can go to our website, www.dndlastrefuge.com. 
As always, I want to thank Robert Hupf, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I am your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me, I have... Bizdira, Kit, Bria, and Flick. Happy gaming, y'all. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week's... What? How does this end? How does the show end? That's where we're going to leave it for this week. <laughs> for this, for this week. Period. 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 <laughs> and that's where we're going to leave it for this week. 